Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, so as I mentioned earlier, Pat Riley is speaking with the media. It's happening right now down at Kaseya Center. And like I said, he can't talk about Bradley Beal. He can't talk about Dame Lillard. And there's been a lot of angst from a Heat fan base just days after going to the NBA Finals over missing out on Bradley Beal. And I'm included in that. It's frustrating. It's really, really, really frustrating because you know what the Heat deficiencies are. And when when you've gone to the, the NBA Finals two times in four seasons and damn near three times in four years, like, it doesn't cut it winning the East anymore. No matter how satisfying it was to, to beat the Celtics, and that was my personal NBA championship this year, uh, to beat the Celtics, um, it, at some point that becomes stale, right? Because that's the expectation. Uh, this ain't no rinky-dink franchise. This ain't no New York Knicks, right? Mm. Like This isn't, this isn't uh, just happy to be there. This is let's finish the job. So you don't get Bradley Beal, someone you've been linked to for damn near seven, eight years at this point. And he ends up going to Phoenix. And so now you got to sit and wait. I don't think Lillard can be traded till July 6th. I thought at they the said like the 9th. Uh, maybe yeah. it's even the 9th, yeah. Um, so you got to sit and wait, and a lot can happen in that time. Um, and everybody has a report out there, right? Like Stone has a report out there. Your sources, Theo, oh, yeah. are telling everybody oh, has a different yeah, report right. about what Dame Lillard's thought process is, what the Trailblazers want to do with that number three pick, what the Heat are going to do or who they're going to offer up. There's nothing consistent. So it's just a bunch of nonsense clouding your your brain and your mind. And, and uh, is this going to happen? Uh, you've got to, at this point, I feel like the Heat have to get Dame to have a, a, a good championship offseason. Like, it has to happen. At Damian Lillard, we've gone through four or five years of, oh, maybe he's going to leave Portland. Maybe he's going to leave Portland, and then he ends up just staying, yeah. right? And so it's frustrating. I just worry that it's going to be the same the same movie over and over and over again on loop. Like, we're, we're living through Groundhog Day where Dame Lillard, after all this, and it seems like maybe this is the offseason, but haven't we been saying that about the last three offseasons? Maybe this is the offseason. Dame decides to force a trade. Maybe this is the offseason. It seems like maybe this could be the one, and the Heat appear to be counting on this being the one, but you can't say for certain. I'm less than 30% sure that Dame Lillard's even going to request a trade, let alone go to the Heat. I, I'm pretty confident. I'm like 90, I'm like somewhere between 80 and 90% sure wow. that Damian Lillard ends up on the Miami Heat this Bless season. Bless you, you optimist, because I but ain't there. All the signs are there, like all of the signs are there that the Blazers are going to end up making a deal with the Miami Heat to send Dame Lillard down to South Florida. Now, the reason I say that, too, is because Chris Haynes, who is Dame Lillard's media guy. He's like you know, media mouthpiece from Bleacher Report TNT. 100%. Dame Lillard, if Chris Haynes reports something about Dame Lillard, it comes true. And Damian Lillard, right after the Brad Bill trade, what is what Chris Haynes, Chris Haynes tweets out? Miami is now focused on trading for Damian Lillard because they believe this is the offseason Damian Lillard will finally get traded. If Chris Haynes tweets that out, I feel confident. Not only is he linking the heat to Lillard, he's also saying it's finally time. He's never said that in the past offseason. This is the first time he's really gotten that confident or at least that descriptive with the wording saying, hey, Lillard might be leaving and the heat are focused on getting him. Uh, Pat Riley talking to the media 
Uh, first of all, there's been a lot of Heat fans love to tweet about Sleepy Pat. Wake up, Sleepy Pat. He's got to do something. Sleepy Pat. This was one of the first things Pat Riley said at his press conference. I'm still sleep deprived. Yep. The man's online. Mm, well, his people are online. Yeah, that's fine. That's a good line. Get that's it? a good line. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, quote, we're working now on our fifth iteration of building another championship team, and that's my role. I have no other plans other than to do that. We have to see what happens in the next couple of weeks in free agency. I can't talk about that yet. So there you go. That's all you're going to get from Pat about that. That's cool. Theo talks about being 80 90% confident. I'm not quite that high, but what I think is a good sign is that PR that he's using for these Blazers, he's talking about, it's like he pumped out the stuff early that he wanted to get out there in regards to him staying in Portland. Talked about he loves Portland. You know, he yeah. thinks he wants to stay here. Exactly. I think that was a, a way of, of saying that he wants out of Portland. I know that sounds funny, but like he got the PR stuff out of the way. Like he wants to show his loyalty. And then as time progresses, we'll start turning that leaf to Miami. It's just one of those things I'll believe it when I see it. Because it's, it's, it's the Heat who have spent the last five off-seasons since getting Jimmy just sort of bumbling around in the off-season. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of smoke. Ultimately, no fire, yeah. which has been wildly frustrating. Last offseason, probably the epitome of that. And it's the guy who can't leave the abusive relationship. Yeah. Unable to pull himself out of Portland, out of some sort of sense of loyalty. And I get that it's, it's a, I mean, fine organization. He apparently likes the Portland area. That's fine. But if he truly is about winning, like now's the time to move. I think here's why I also say I'm that confident. The Blazers are leaking out that they're shopping the three pick for either Pascal Siakam, and now today we're learning that they're shopping it for quote-unquote Bam Adebayo. There's no star that's available in the NBA today that the Trailblazers can say we're moving the number three pick or the number 23 pick or any of our young guys for that's available today Mm -hmm. that Damian Lillard would say that's enough for me to feel confident I can compete. There's Excuse only me. a couple of teams that uh, that sort of uh, th- those nobody's those, available, right? The best guy available is like Pascal Siakam or Trey Young, and that's not going to help Damian Lillard. Like no. Kevin Dur- or Brad Bill was a big piece that was available that wouldn't have helped Dame Lillard. That's just another undersized mm-hmm. backcourt. That's him, especially with the Lesser Nuggets. Him. The Nuggets being the Nuggets are the reigning champs in the West, right? You also have the Suns, who now have a three and a half headed monster. And they're $5 billion over the luxury tax. And they're going to keep spending. So if you're Lillard, even Bam Adebayo wouldn't be enough if you're just bringing him to Portland. Lillard is going to have to leave this offseason, and the Heat are the most viable destination. And I think what's happening here is Lillard doesn't want to be the bad guy that finally requests the trade. Because then if he requests the trade and he comes to Miami and doesn't win a championship instantly, then he is... You know, they're going to start bringing up those old receipts of Lillard saying people are mm-hmm. taking the easy way. He's going to become like Paul George when he left OKC for the Clippers and now he's pandemic P and everybody's making fun of him because he can't get over the hump because uh, he pro- asked out. I mean, here's the problem with Dame, though, and what he's got to realize is that, yeah, easy way out, easy way out. But what the, the Trailblazers have, have done with that roster over the last couple of years, they've made it where you're climbing the face of Everest yeah. uh, on the side of the mountain that suffers avalanches every week. Like, it's impossible. It it's not, not going to happen. It's perilous. Yeah. So I think he knows that now. The Blazers know that too, but the Blazers aren't going to just – they want Dame to request the trade, so they won't look like the bad guys who trade Dame because then the pressure's on the Blazers too, right? Like if, yeah. they, if they trade Dame without him requesting a trade and Dame goes and wins a championship and whatever they get back from Dame isn't enough to build a contender, now that front office looks stupid. 
because Dane went and got his ring, and now you're an eight seed in the West for the next five years. I think both sides are doing PR stunts, and I think eventually what ends up happening is the Blazers make a pick at number three. Dame says, hey, this is a young roster. I can't win. Can you make a trade? They can't make a trade to get a superstar in, and eventually they're going to have to ship him out. It just No other outcome makes sense. He's not staying on that roster and playing next to Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. It's not happening. So, uh, Pat Riley, if he says anything else notable, we'll continue to pass that along. We'll have audio of it tomorrow. We'll break it down tomorrow. Uh, Let me tell you, though, about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Uh, Stone, should we do some uh, cruise observations here? I think we should. Uh, Theo, let me ask you, have you ever uh, been on a cruise before? Yeah, uh, yeah. How many cruises have you been on? What sort of destinations have uh, you embarked upon? Actually, now that I think about it, I've only been on one, mm. and it was to the Bahamas. Okay. So like a day cruise? Cape Canaveral. No, it was when I was not living in Florida, actually. So oh, I went out it. of like... I think Cape Canaveral was like a three or four day trip I did with Ashley. Back okay, in the day. excellent. Uh, Stone, have you ever been on a cruise before? A good three or four of them. Oh yeah, where where at? Where where are we talking here? Mexico. Ooh. Um, I do believe the Caribbean when I was younger, younger. Mm-hmm. Other two, I don't remember. I'm definitely under the age of ten. I, I think I had one when I was you know fourteen, middle school age. But yeah, I think I remember Mexico the most. Okay. And the sloppy Joes. Oh God. <laughs> I'm thinking about the <laughs> buffet. Uh huh. Right. Right. The all it's, you can eat ice cream, yeah. Yeah. And no, oh. doubt. no doubt. Uh, so, so let's go ahead and uh, and and spruce this up with a, a bit of a a feel of the Caribbean because that's what I went on was a nine day kind of nine days Caribbean cruise. This was on Royal Caribbean, and as we get further and further out of the um, out of the pandemic, the cruise industry is continuing to build itself back up uh more and more people are deciding you know what it's safe to get on a ship and it's becoming again one of the more popular means of vacation the cruise industry so important economically to us here in this state of florida this free state of florida now for the first time ever i actually sailed out of um uh port canaveral yeah like you just mentioned i'd always gone out of miami previously i this is like my fifth my fourth or fifth cruise i've always gone on a port of miami um, went to Port Canaveral this time around. Definitely sucks to drive like three hours all the way up there to South Georgia. Um, but uh, this brings me to my my first cruise observation. Uh, Port Canaveral is uh, a very... <laughs> Boy, is that loud. A very, very busy port. Didn't realize how busy it actually was. I realized as we were driving to it, there's NASA right there. You can Boom. see it. I've never actually been to NASA, never seen it. That was a first for me. So I do recommend, if you're sort of a nerd like me, you're going out of Port Canaveral, look for NASA. It's cool. It's really, really cool to see. Now, also, in Port Canaveral, as you're leaving, you can see all the SpaceX stuff there. Uh, And Stone, you know I'm a huge fan of Elon. Yeah. Elon Musk, that's my guy. Uh, the the all the ships that are supposed to be there catching the rockets as they come back down. Uh, that right now because SpaceX shut everything down because the rockets kept like exploding. Ah. Um, those boats are there though, 
in case they get back going at some point. But some of those rockets are there as well. And I told my kids, hey, Addie, Leah, look, those going to blow up someday. <laughs> so there's one of my cruise observations as well. Uh, you can see the remnants it. of SpaceX. They're yeah. laying it uh, at Port Canaveral. Uh, now, here's another thing about cruise travel. You guys know this. And for any aspiring vacationers out there listening, listen closely right now, okay? They are trying to ding you out of every single damn cent you have on these cruises. It's not enough that you're paying thousands of dollars, right, to to get on a a five-day, a six-day, a seven-day cruise. For me, it was Royal Caribbean. We went to St. Kitts and Nevis. We went to the British Virgin Islands. We went to Puerto Rico. We went to Coco Cay in the Bahamas. Mm. But, man, they are... They are, are trying to grab all your money, right? There's beverage packages. There's alcohol packages. There's internet packages. One of the things that they're going to say makes it worthwhile on these cruises is, oh, there's fancy dinner night. Fancy dinner night. Put nice. on a soup. Put on a tux. Get in front of our, our, our various backgrounds and let's take some photos. Some, some young Filipino man is going to take your photo in front of one of these backdrops, right? What they do, though, because they're trying to grab every cent out of you, is they start confiscating stuff that you might need on the ship in order to fully maximize your onboard experience. And this leads me to observation number two. I brought a steamer. A steamer on this trip. Not an iron. Right, right, Not an iron, but a steamer manufactured out of Cleveland. Great call. A steamer on this trip uh, in order to make sure that I have properly presented clothes not wrinkled uh the steamer yes especially with linens i'm into that uh so this steamer it's great and it's handy it's handheld um requires very little electricity and you steam your clothes and everything's good to go got confiscated Mm. found out mid-trip is we're getting ready for fancy dinner number one where i've got to put on button down putting on a sport coat. I just thought to myself, hey, this is all good because I got the steamer. It's all good. Apparently, you can't have an iron on board, but this got confiscated under the category of iron. Oh, wow. Now, I tried to debate this with the fine folks at guest services on level five so this of this ship. At the TSA portion, like when you're boarding the cruise, they take the steamer. No, from they didn't they they don't do it until you, you check your bag and they you only find out once the bag is in your room and oh, they put a piece sick. of paper in your bag that, oh by the way, we took this out of your bag. Uh-uh. They do it with alcohol, they mm. do it with an iron, they do it with any various uh, number of things. Um so I was upset because my stuff's wrinkled. Right, and it's fancy dinner night, and my wife, because she loves fancy picture night on fancy dinner night. Like I want to be the best looking person I can be for her, the best looking husband, father I can be for her. But I don't have my steamer, so I tried to make the case to the woman at guest services. You realize a steamer is not an iron, right? Totally different thing. Uh, an iron you can use as a weapon, right? It, it, it gets hot. You can, like, home alone, you can press it on someone's forehead. It's a weapon. I understand why you'd confiscate that. A steamer's not that. A steamer's not hurting anybody. Eh. It's not hurting anybody. It it's a little handheld. Nah, it's it's not like a, a lot sauna. of range with an iron, though. No. It's got to be plugged in. You know, it's not right. like you can chase people but around with an iron. even less so with a steamer. <laughs> so I ended up taking fancy photos the entire time because all the cruise lines want to do. Oh, we can steam those for you. No. Not giving you my money. I already gave you $127 for a beverage package mm. for a bunch of Sprite, right? I'm not having you steam my clothes, so I had to go at it wrinkly. 
<gasps> so so note that that these these cruise companies just want to suck every cent from you. Okay. You could have put it in the shower thing. You know, you know the I, shower I trick? eventually did that, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's and then not... it makes the bathroom all drippy yeah. and hot. It's true. It's bad. Um, that brings me to my next observation. Um, not able to be in the adult part of the pool level. Floor 11 <gasps> on this on this ship. The Mariner of the Seas because, well, we brought our kids. Mm. Okay, it was myself. And my wife and our two kids and Brian McLovin Rowe, it's his wife and his two kids. So we're just full of kids all the time. Yeah. So you got to go to the non-adult portion of uh, level 11, which is just a cesspool of people, right? And all these families and a mix of parents who tend to their kids and parents who don't give two dams about their kids. And it's just kids running wild. Not my kids, because I parent them. But other people's kids, I mean, they're able to run around like savages. Mm. That brings me to the hot tub. When I was a kid, I would go to hotels. My parents would bring us to resorts. And you know what was off limits to kids based on signage around the hot tubs? The hot tub. The hot tub was not accessible to kids. That somehow over the last decade has changed, especially on cruise ships. I can't tell you, these hot tubs just attracted kids like it was moth to a lamp. Hmm. And I can't believe it. These parents... Letting their kids run wild, and you've got these three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds uh-uh. in a hot tub by themselves, unattended, while these older people, like me, or senior citizens are just trying to enjoy themselves and take a dip in the hot tub. It's good on the joints, right? But it's not as enjoyable when you have these five-year-olds treating the hot tub like it's the pool and splashing and trying to swim. They're putting their head underneath the water in the hot tub. Who's yeah. doing that? You want your kids sick? You know what? Good on them, though. If they're going to be in there unattended, your kid deserves to be sick when he puts his his dirty ass head uh, underneath the water, right? The, the peeing, farting, all oh, of it in there. Oh, but 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 it's so disrespectful to the to the adults who the hot tub's for them. It's not yeah, for the kids. On, the kids' joints are good. Their body's in shape, intact. They don't need that. Go in the damn pool, especially these little kids who were wearing life jackets in the hot tub, buddy. You can put your feet. On the floor in the hot tub. You don't need the life jacket, okay? <laughs> You're going to wear the life jacket. Go in the big boy pool. All right? Go with mommy and daddy in the big boy pool. So I found it very annoying because these kids, unattended by parents, are also adjusting the bubbles and adjusting the heat. Ah, I'm not having a five-year-old alter the heat and the bubble level that uh-huh. I enjoy in the hot tub as a 38-year-old grown-ass man. Turn that on, Max, and leave it. Yeah. And if you can't handle Max, you five-year-old punk ass, with your dad off smoking a cigarette somewhere and your mom getting drunk on on uh, on on uh, White Claws oh. on the other side of the boat, get out of the damn hot tub. And for the first time ever, I like to stay away from parenting other people's kids. Because it's not my business, right? It's not my business. But my wife and I finally had to have it out with a four-year-old in the hot tub who kept pressing the button, kept pressing the button, kept pressing uh-huh. the button. And it was a stern, it was a stern, hey, leave that alone. Stop doing that. And you know what happened? Oh, Karen walked on over. No, no, you know what happened is the kid felt great shame and put his head down and wouldn't look at his brothers and sisters. And you know what that did? That drove his brothers and sisters and him out of the hot tub. Great. And I have no regrets. I'm going to start parenting other kids more. That was a fantastic result. And I felt absolutely no remorse whatsoever that that kid felt bad. Because you know what? Bleep them. Go in the actual pool for the kids. Yeah. Hot tubs are for the big people. I love okay? that you did that. Yeah. I don't I almost hate that tell at the all. kid to shut up when, on the plane. Yeah. 
They were having a yelling match. Yeah. You should you should do more parenting of other people's kids. That's right. They need help. That brings me to my final cruise observation. <laughs> Teenagers. I uh, young teens, old teens, tweens. I I don't mean any offense to those of you who are raising young teenagers right now, boys or girls. But all I'm going to say is that there's a good chance you ever have a teenage kid. He's a punk ass. She's a punk <laughs> ass. They just are. There was not one singular teenager on this cruise, and there were a bunch of them because this is the school's over. Let's go on a vacation. Uh, uh, oh, also, I need to write that down. That's another observation. Um, there was there was a lot of teenagers, and almost to a, a girl or boy, they were all just punk asses. Mm. They uh, just, just running through the ship at all hours of the night. Uh, hogging the arcade. Uh, talking back to people. Disrespecting their parents. They're at that the boys are at this annoying stage where the voice is changing, so they're 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 just whiny voiced, like think they're tough. It's the worst age. Think they know it all. It's the worst age. And I'm not looking forward to when my girls uh become teenagers because they're gonna be punk asses too. It happens. Like There's no doubt. You, you when you were a teenager, you were a punk ass. I mean I when was... your brother was a teenager punk ass, your sister was a teenager punk ass. Yeah. It, it's not avoidable, but it doesn't make it any more enjoyable. And I I am still several years away from being a father of teenagers, and so I can really see just how miserable these these human beings are. There's nothing redeemable about teenagers, especially on a cruise ship, because their hormones are raging, mm. right? Uh, they're 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 confined to this boat, uh, and they get full access. Uh, to things that adults can do, and that makes it bad. Yeah, they get more free roam. Yeah, 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 right, right. right. There, and, and and at that age, those parents think they can just oh, we we trust That'd Billy, yeah, we trust Bobby, we trust Sally. No, don't trust them. They're up to no good. They're terrorizing people. They're ter- They're up to no good. They're pressing all the buttons on the elevator. Uh, uh. They're hogging the pool. Teenagers are bad news. Few <laughs> few questions for you here. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so you weren't allowed. Like whatsoever in the mm-hmm. adult section? Did you have a wristband that's like, oh, this if guy's you got have a kids. kid? If you have a kid, uh-uh, ain't happening. No, no, no. But I'm, not, I'm not going to pawn off my kids on on McLovin and uh, Brian McLovin <laughs> Rowitz and his wife and say, hey, I need turns. I need 30 minutes in the adult section. No, <laughs> it took turns. Oh, so you had like a wristband and it was like, oh, you have kids. Like you just couldn't go up to 11. Like that's no, how it's it not like you were branded and they're like, oh, no, no, no. But out of out of out of me being a good person, no. my wife and I aren't doing that. Y'all were uh-uh. there for how long? Nine. There days? wasn't a daycare section of the there, there was. There was a kids club, but it was closed um, up until like 7 o'clock at night. It was like 12 to 3 and then 7 o'clock to like 10 o'clock. Oh, so you could have dinner and whatnot. Right, right, right. right. But, but why didn't y'all just like, okay, on Tuesday. And then the pool's not open when you send them to kids club at night. Oh. oh the hot tub probably is. Yeah. The hot tub though, yeah. Is the hot tub open or no? No, 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 no. no. You, you got to do the trade-off. Y'all had the perfect setup right there. You know, y'all take the kids. And go to the kids' pool. We're going to go to the adult pool for an hour. We trade off an hour. Or I could be one of those jackass parents and just say, hey, kids, run rub shot in the hot tub. I'm going to the uh, the adult daddy section. But I'm not like that. I'm not doing that. I totally I'm, sure so, I'm sure some parents <laughs> did because they're terrible parents, and I have to I have to punish their kids in the hot tub. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed in the hot tub. There should be like a – you got to be 14 or over to be in the hot tub. Yeah. That's so, just my – You should have to like solve a long division question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah right, I like right, that. Right, long right. division. If you can't do long division – Question, right. number, question number two. Uh-huh. 
You could smoke on this cruise. Yeah, but you gotta get, you gotta go in uh, like a outside the of the pool area. There's a okay. You can smoke there. It's like a red lined off portion. Yeah. Oh, I just, just yeah, I thought that was a new. Those people, those people too, the people that smoke on the ship, leathery. Well, of course, leathery comes with a territory. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, we're talking terrible tattoos, and they're leathery. Yeah. That to a person is who's smoking on the cruise ship. Ooh, all yeah. those breaks outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are leathery. <laughs> uh, one final observation. One final observation. There's just too many damn people. There's just too many damn people on a cruise ship. You're not getting away with this one. There's just too many damn people. That's too damn there bad. There was like over 3,500 people on this cruise uh, ship. You picked the wrong time to go. I know. I should have gone in uh, like August during the, the worst of hurricane season. Yeah. Or Dodging hurricanes, but at least I only have 100 people to share this boat with. Y'all went the moment that school was out, though. What yeah, did you I know think was, was going to happen? I know. I know. No one died and was put in the ice chest or anything? <sighs> no one died on your cruise? No, no and, death, to my knowledge. They don't announce it. They didn't, well, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like bing, bong, you know, they have that sound effect for the uh, cruise director who's, uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying your yeah. Thursday here on the Mariner of the Seas. We've got a trip to Coco Cay coming. We'll be uh, exiting the ship at around 9 o'clock. And by the way, 87-year-old Francine from yeah. Norman, Oklahoma, passed away last night. Let's have a moment of silence for her before you get back to the hot tub. No, it didn't. It doesn't, doesn't happen, happen like, like that. that. Yeah. Hey, well, I just know we, we found out that there was a guy in the ice chest on a Carnival cruise a couple months ago. And we had touched on it on the show. Didn't no, that's know a great point. That's oh, a, no, not, this t- not to my knowledge. At least. <laughs> right. So again, uh, if you go to Port Canaveral, it's cool to see NASA. Uh, the cruise ship is going to try and suck all your money from you if you try and even bring a steamer. Um, hot tub etiquette. Hey, parents, don't let... Uh, your terrible kids in the hot tub unattended unless you're 14 years old. Teenagers are the absolute worst people, and there's just too many damn people on a cruise ship. Other than that, enjoy your vacay. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. You got a team that is 10 games over 500. You got a team with a 400 hitter. Uh, the Miami Marlins are, are are kind of a thing right now, Stone. I mean, I've been watching these guys every night. I know we all have, but here's what I want everybody to well, do. Well, you have, yes. You guys haven't? I've, I've just been alone. Yeah, I've been paying attention to them, but I got things in a family to do. Wait, the Marlins have been playing baseball? Damn good baseball. Okay. Damn I love that. So tell really us good. about it. So let's knock it out of the park this season with the Miami Marlins. Like Luis Reyes is right now, his fifth, no, third five-hit game this season. <laughs> Lone Depot Park offers you the ultimate experience with plenty of ticket options. You can get single-game tickets or invest in a Marlins membership that gets you even more luck and priority seating, save on food and merch, and access to exclusive member events. Come out to support your favorite team this season in the year of South Florida as they celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. There'll be promos, giveaways, all that stuff all season long. Not to mention the players. Jazz is back this week. And Sandy Alcantara's kind of pulling it together. Your guy. Uh, kind of. Kind of pulling it together. I'm get now your, an Arias guy. Get, get your tickets today and join us at Lone Depot Park. Visit MLB.com slash Marlins slash tickets. Uh, and if you're going to see the Marlins, Lone Depot Park. By the way, almost 13,000 last night, Monday night crowd there in Little Havana. That's a big deal. Uh, especially if you're going to a weeknight game, do not get caught in the traffic. It's inevitable. You're going to. You're not going to be fortunate. 
Oh, maybe it's a good traffic night. No, there's no such thing as a good traffic night in South Florida. Not in Palm Beach County, not in Broward County, not in Miami-Dade County. That's why you take Brightline. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. That's right. There's a Marlins train. It's the home runner train. It bring you down to Miami Central Station, your ride share from Miami Central Station to Lone Depot Park. And then you see the final pitch. You head back on the ride share. And you get back on the train, brings you back to the station in Fort Lauderdale or Boca or Aventura or in West Palm Beach. That's Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. That's Brightline. The home runner train. Go see the fish. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. Something that happened over the weekend, and it was Father's Day over the weekend. And so uh, thank you to everybody who reached out. Um, and I want to thank my kids and my wife for uh, for for. The gifts and wishing me a happy Father's Day. I noticed I didn't get a didn't get reached out to by uh, by Stone or uh, Theo, but that's oh, wow. fine. When they're fathers, ah, I'll make sure that I we uh, are fathers. Okay. I'm a plant dad. I'm a fur dad. Uh, okay. Um. So, so uh, you don't respect us? Sure. Thank you. Uh, I have two. Two what? A son and a dog. Twenty-seven. Uh, okay. All right. So. Cats don't matter. Um, I, I I give more credence to the plants than I do the cats. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I love it. The um. This was at the Red Sox game on Sunday. There is a father in the stands with his two sons, an older son who's right around the age of, I'd say, eight, and another son who's right around the age of, say, four or five. Okay, and a foul ball gets hit into the stands at Fenway, and a good Samaritan in the front row gets the foul ball. What does he do? Because he's a good human being, he gives the ball to the four-year-old. What does the four-year-old do? He, uh, as we're about to account for on Nesson, throws the ball out of the upper deck. This never to be forgotten. So look at this. Oh, sick. sick. Oh, <laughs> oh, did you see Big Bro? Oh, no. He is beside himself. <laughs> oh, I, can, I feel it. I feel that pain. So that is the account of that incident on Nesson. Now, one, it makes me glad that I'm a father of daughters because... No daughter would be dumb enough to do something like that. That is purely a dumb little boy yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Foul ball and then throw it out of the upper deck. It's just disruptive. Right. Like, ah. it's just, just Because little boys are just bulldozers. Yeah. It would just be like, hoo, hoo, hoo. And that's what I think is going on in their brain at yeah. all times. Yeah. Throw the ball. Right? Girls, it would be, oh, look at it. Caress nice it. Like, right, right. Because they, they have some sense. Yeah. A little more sense than the little boys, little girls do. Now, the big brother is furious. Furious. He starts pointing his finger at the little brother. You can tell he's yelling at him. The little brother knows immediately he's screwed up because of his big brother's reaction. So he, like a four-year-old or five-year-old boy, buries his head into dad's shoulder. And so dad, uh, he did the thing. He was like, no, 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 no. And, uh, all right, I've got to comfort my child. Now, here's the problem. I was trying to put myself in the shoes of the father. How would I, Ken Levicka, have reacted in the exact same situation with two sons and the little kid my four-year-old five-year-old takes the ball throws it out of the upper deck i don't think i'd be as calm as the dad the dad immediately went into comfort mode we know you screwed up pal we know it's okay everything's okay while his older brother is just going at him i probably initially would have had the same reaction as the older brother what are you doing (laughs) what the hell are you doing you're an idiot like I, i don't know if i would call him an idiot but i certainly feel like and this is why i think i'm more uh, it's better i have daughters because if i had sons my reaction would be more like the older brother angered than it would be the actual dad comforting the little kid right away yeah i, I think i would uh 
I would it would be tough. I, I don't know how I would act because I'm not a parent of people. I'm a parent of plants, and they always do what you want them to do. So it it was. It, I'll say this: the universe was working correctly when he gave me daughters, or yeah. it gave me daughters as opposed to sons. Because I would not have had the patience, the initial patience of that father. Kudos to that guy. Good job. Yeah, I would have probably tried to pull off the crowd, please or move, and like pick up my son by his shirt and act like I'm throwing him back. Ooh, try, I like that. Oh, that's like not that. bad, actually. Try to get a little, that's get, a good old dad move. Hide behind the laugh a little uh-huh. bit. Like, uh-huh. 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 And then as soon as I know the cameras are uh-huh. off uh-huh. me. Stone the Bandit was a connoisseur of physical comedy. I like that. That's a great yeah. call. Yeah. prop comedy. Yeah, that's Theo Dorsey, WP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. That's really good, Stone. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Hey guys, just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, 88, 90, 89, 87, 88, 87, 89. Those are the temperatures. Those are the highs this week. If your AC goes out, Theo's been there. You need EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. And they are family-owned and operated, taking care of you. Here's the biggest thing with EDS that I'm going to tell you right now, because it's urgent if your AC has problems, if it goes out, especially in this heat. We're in it now. They're making appointment schedules around you. They're not taking you hostage. They're saying, all right, when can we be out there? What's your schedule? Let's make this work. That's why I love them, because they are all customer service all the time. EDS, EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Come talk to you tomorrow. Jeanette is back in. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye bye.